Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 69 of the Seas Us Show. Back at it. Going to be another stellar episode. It's been a been a lot of a lot of interesting topics topics um, in the NBA this week. You know, I can't believe it's only been seven days, and yeah. we quick, always quick. have something to talk about. Even though you know the NFL season's going off, it's about to be the national championship game for football tomorrow. So, um, altogether, just an exciting week of sports as well, too. So, um, obviously, episode sixty-eight was last week, and what I like to do with you guys is always rehash. So, on episode sixty-eight of the Caesar Show, Trey and I discussed. Um, you know, the hottest topics in the NBA, which were Zion's injury update. Hopefully he comes back really, really soon. Kevin Love's frustration with the Cavs. We're going to have a little part two on that a little bit later on. 76's struggles, all-star voting, and much, much more. So I hope you guys enjoyed that episode as well, too. And shout out to the recent um, followers that um, have followed me on my page. It's been a pretty big spike. So Business um, is booming. Business is, business is booming. So... Thank you guys. Appreciate you guys. Keep subscribing. Keep you know, uh, keeping people you know updated, and, and you know, just spread the love as well too. But without further ado, before we get into the hottest topics of today, I want to introduce my co-host, my boy Trade Day XXIV. Whoa, what's up, y'all? How's everybody doing? Shout out to the first time listeners, you know, and the listeners from last time, the regular viewership as well. But what's up, man? Ready to get into it? And uh, hey, I feel like I've been working like. Nah, stop, man. Mm-hmm. It's a rolling on a stopwatch. Don't yeah. ever stop. So, <laughs> some gems. But, but nah, nah. So, I'm excited, man. Let's get into it. You know what I'm saying? For sure, for sure, for sure. We got the black trunks out here for all you guys. Who? <laughs> 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 you guys? Chill on me. <laughs> nah, the hair looks fire. I'm dripping. I'm dripping. I like it. I like it. All year, man. Come I was on. Telling, now. I was telling them a little earlier. Like, damn, man. I love the fresh cut look. Trying to get the waves and everything, but I miss my hair a little bit. So, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a little jealous. Right now, man. <laughs> I ain't come to put you on those. I just can't. I can't how, how I am. Oh man. Cool. All right, you ready? Let's do it. So yeah, the first topic of the day is Kyrie Irvin. Kyrie, um, you want to be the what? You want to be the star player? Ah, I missed that. I missed that. I missed that. So he is expected to return to the Nets lineup today, which is Sunday, um, versus the Hawks as well too. So um, I believe. That uh, they said Irvin has been out since mid-November with a right shoulder injury. Obviously, we talked about that last week. He recently returned to a five-on-five workout in practice and is preparing for his return Sunday in Brooklyn. Um, the Nets, who have gone 13-13 without Kyrie in the lineup, are listing him as probable uh, for Sunday's game, which is today. And then on Thursday, Irvin said that he had assigned a self-imposed deadline of one week for his return. <laughs> And I quote, hopefully I get some reps in addition to practice probably in the next week or so. He said, it could be less than that, but I'll give myself a week. Irving was able to fully participate in practice for the first time, we already said, um, with the 5 on 5 contact drills. And then Coach Kenny Atkinson said Irving played with both the starting group and the second unit. Um, and then it said Irving said a week and a half ago that he began a two-on-two work with coaches and that slowly ramped up his workload. Irving said he has no limitations other than just keeping the shoulder maintenance program going before he gets on the floor. So, uh, like I said, the Nets are struggling right now. Obviously, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, everyone was saying, oh, Nets with Kyrie versus without Kyrie. They had a winning record. They're at 13-13 right yeah. now, just at 500. Last week we talked about, you know, how – if he's having this shoulder problem, getting these cortisone shots and whatnot, you might as well just sit out because it's kind of a wasted season with KD being out. Um, and, you know, you've been in and out of the line of virtually missing like the entire season as well, too. So um, 
at the end of the day, if you if you ready to go, if you if you can handle the pain, then by all means go. My thing is, you know, obviously you can't play basketball being cautious. That's just going to make you get hurt. But just play safe um, and just go out there and ball. But uh, my question for you is, how do you feel um, with Kyrie? You know, potentially returning today. Um, yeah, give me a spill. Um, I was thinking about it and just just I hate it mm-hmm. in a way. I, I I let I let it really like marinate and I just thought I thought about it in absolutes, you know? Yeah. Like Kyrie Irving and how he plays this season is not gonna mean anything to me. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're not gonna be in the Western Conference Finals. I mean the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not gonna He's not going for so accurately. He's not going for MVP this year. He's already missed, you know, two months out of the season. Yeah. This doesn't mean anything other than him getting back on the floor, other than basketball players and competitive pride and all that stuff like that. It doesn't mean a damn thing. Mm -hmm. So why risk your goods, your livelihood, your career? Yeah. Which in the grand scheme of things, you know, when this all started, when he was like, look, LeBron's not like a father figure to me, yada yada, like that. Yeah. Just, just, just not, not, not doing shade, but recapping what we already know and what the media had painted. Mm-hmm. That yo, I need to get away from here because I can do all these things and more. Yeah. How the hell are you gonna do all these things and more if you're gonna be injured? If you're gonna be taking cortisone shots? Why yeah. not fix your soldier, rehab it, come back good as new? The part, the Paul, the Paul George way, and we don't know how Paul George feels, but we know he's better. We know how he was shooting last year, going down the stretch of the playoffs, and how he wasn't as effective as he could have been. Mm-hmm. But now Kyrie Irving is taking that same chance, and Kyrie Irving could be somebody's offense. Mm-hmm. All Kyrie Irving needs is four guys to defend with him, <laughs> you know, and then he could be your offense. That's that's all you need. Plus, you get Kevin Durant coming back. So what is it, what does it mean to me that you're going to come out and I'm going to play this season? I got to fill up, bro. You're a professional basketball player, one of the best guards in the league. There is no reason that you need to play this season for pride or for standing or anything like that. This season is a wash because you guys are not going to compete for a championship. Why not play next year when Katie's back? You guys are going to compete for Eastern Conference Finals at least and hopefully a championship. This means nothing to me. I think it's nasty. I don't, I don't think he should come. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, you know, we kind of have, you know, opposing viewpoints. But overall, like, I... I, I love seeing Kyrie play, but... yeah. Overall, absolutely. Absolutely, what does he want to do? Win a championship. I think it's a pride thing. Um, he's an ultimate competitor. Obviously, he's built from that mama cloth. Yeah. Um, and I think he just wants to go out there and, you know, just try to fuel his win, fuel his team to a win because the biggest knock on him was he can't he can't be a primary option yeah. and he doesn't have the ability to make his teammates better. So yeah. hopefully with him being out, um, being on the sidelines, getting advice from multiple people, being with KD as well too, hopefully he viewed the game in a different way and, um, you know, hopefully he can come back and make that impact as well because they actually need him right now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Obviously, we're uh-uh. saying wait a year, but at the end of the day, you're a competitor, you got to compete. Of course. And their objective probably started with Yo, we're gonna make the playoffs. So let's see if he can make the playoffs with them. Um, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie's been great. I think that should be the starting backcourt. And Levert comes off the bench, um, and we'll see what they do. But um, it's gonna take some time. But I think you know, it's the East. They can at least get the eighth seed, um, and you know, let them get some more playoff experience. And then when Katie comes back, um, you know, get yeah. it reintegrated, and uh, they'll figure it out. And, and and I'm playing. I'm playing devil's advocate and being in the best interest of Kyrie's health. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying all that stuff to say 
he should be healthy when playing. If he's not 100% healthy, then it just seems like it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. But, hey, yeah, I think, I think you have a great viewpoint, too. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, we'll monitor it. We'll see what he does this week. We'll see if he plays back-to-back. You know, low management is such a huge thing nowadays. So, uh, <laughs> Shout-out, uh, Kawhi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout-out to Kawhi, man. Um, the other topic, topic number two, Jimmy Butler and <laughs> TJ Warren. So uh, it was crazy because I was just literally, like, I think just chilling, like, reading a book or something like that, and I just get on Instagram, and the first thing I see is, like, on, uh, I think it's The Score or it was House of Highlights. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, Jimmy Butler and TJ Warren got into a little... Uh, a little, a little yeah, a little buckle, a little a scuffle, couple. whatever you want to call it. So basically, Duke it out. <laughs> Pacers played the Miami Heat in Indiana, um, and I guess Jimmy Butler's primary assignment, or rather T.J. Warren's primary assignment. Well, they were both each other's primary assignment, yeah. guarding each other on both ends or whatnot. Um, so I guess Jimmy Butler, they were probably going back and forth at it and whatnot. T.J. Warren looked like Jermaine O'Neal a little bit. Uh, I can see definitely with the Braves, the exact same Braves, and, happy, and, it's, and he happens to be on the paces. Um, but not to sidetrack. So basically, um, Jimmy Butler calls for a screen at the top of the key. He goes around and blows by him. And T.J. Warren just ends up like grabbing him. So Jimmy Butler gets mad and like he tries to like elbow him, like yo, like get off me. They both get into a little debate. Words get exchanged. They have to you know hold each other off. They get a technical, and that's that. You see it right? Yeah, here. yeah. Then after that, Jimmy Butler gets the ball in the ISO, the right, the right top of the key. And then he basically shoves him like that. That was sick. And then after that, you know, they just say such and such together. Um, he got mad, and I think he called him a, a, a B word. And then basically, T.J. Warren's like, "Yo, um, I'm essentially about that life. You can come see me after the game." Yada yada yada, <laughs> <laughs> which was crazy. Um, and I just feel like. We need that. We need this for the NBA. Yeah, you know love. what I'm saying? We, we we got a little soft with the NBA, obviously. You know, when you get more publicized, you get more mainstream, you got to tone it down a little bit as well, too. But um, we live for the 90s era type of vibe <laughs> when we have beef. So I love it. Jimmy Butler said, um, at the end of the day, he can't guard me. He's mad He knowing that he can't guard me. When he flipped him off, too. Yeah, <laughs> all right. But I can guard him as well, too. And I was looking at it because I don't really pay attention to the um, – Paces like that since Victor Oladipo's been down. Um, so obviously, if they have like a televised, nationally televised game, I'll try to tune in. But TJ Warren is pretty solid, um, averaging 18 and four this year. And they're the sixth seed um, in the East right now as well, too. But when he went up against Jimmy Butler, the Heat did beat them 122 to 108. Mm. And TJ Warren played 23 minutes, it was, only, it was only one of five from the field. Not a great night. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he played pretty bad. So Jimmy, Jimmy Butler locked his ass up as well, too. My whole thing is, like, who you got in a fight? I got Jimmy, man. I got Jimmy because I don't really know that much about TJ Warren. Just from, like, his energy, he seems like he not really about that life. But I can't question the man. I can't question what he does. I can't question anything. But just knowing Jimmy Butler's track record, you know, abandoned by his mother, um, you know, living on his own, got into foster care, you know, basically, you know, been been through it all. I, I just feel like Jimmy also, you know, a lot of people, they, they say the, the people who talk the most are kind of the ones who are the weakest, but I feel like he's about that life and he, and he yeah. I think if they had a fight, I think Jimmy got him. I got Jimmy. 
<laughs> How you feel about so the whole situation? We're picking fight and pick. Uh, <laughs> I think it is one thing for somebody that talks a lot, but Jimmy got that 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 batch in his eye kind of thing. Like he, you know, it's like some people talk about that, but it's like, nah, Jimmy actually is like a wild boy. And then if you ever seen like an interview with Jimmy mm. outside of the basketball court, he'd just be chilling. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So he's not one of those people that hangs around that stuff just because he tries to act hard. Jimmy actually chills probably because he's a wild boy when it comes to like different scenarios. Yeah. You know, like he will set it off or he probably has had some crazy stuff happen in the past. So I think Jimmy's about that action and, and you know, any any time you use the word abandon mm-hmm. in, the, in the description of somebody or yeah. of their past, they didn't fought something before. Yeah. It doesn't have to be physically, but they didn't fought something, and that is that made them mentally and character wise. And you know, when it comes to conflict, they probably handle it a certain way, and it's probably very absolute. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I wouldn't go to bat with Jimmy Butler. I'd want him on my side at least. And yeah. I don't know if TJ Warren wants that kind of smoke. He probably—I don't think he was prepared for it when it happened. Yeah. Definitely only going one for five from the field, four rebounds in twenty-three minutes. Uh, very close to just running up and down the court for a while. Yeah, for sure. Um, but just the whole thing, I think, uh, the conflicts this year have been pretty, pretty, pretty solid. I mean, we know as far as people get heated and pick up basketball. So to, for NBA players to get heated on night and night out basis, where you're playing 82 games in a mm-hmm. in a season is that's a given. That that happens, and I think. Uh, and it just adds to, to the fuel of the fired NBA. People tune in to watch the stuff. It's not hockey. We're not going to see people throwing bows and stuff like that. Even like uh, <laughs> a few months ago with the Joel Embiid and a cat, cat oh, joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like ages ago, <laughs> could, bro. It was a few months ago, dog. Wow. Yeah, right? So it's just uh, after a while, we're going to put a bracket up and mm-hmm. who had the best fight in a yeah. way. So nah, I think, I think <laughs> along the lines, as long as it's safe, people are going to get into it all the time. But Hey, it's basketball, it's competitive nature, it's, it's men being men, and, you know, egos colliding. That's yeah. what it is. Cool. Um, yeah, next topic um, I want to talk about, um, I think that's it's, this is the ultimate ele- elephant in the room. Um, <laughs> take it any way you want. But John Baleen, I think I'm pronouncing his name right, the Cavaliers head coach, um, has been catching a lot of slack from... Um, the general good. So yeah. basically during a film session in which he was contemplating their improved play of late, Baleen said that the team was no longer playing like a bunch of thugs, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, the hood woge. Um, <laughs> Baleen explained Woj. after the fact that it was a slip up of the tongue and that he meant to say slugs. Um, then I quote, I didn't realize it. I didn't realize that I had said the word thugs, but my staff told me later I did, and so I must have said it. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I said it. I guess I said it. Um, And then he said, I meant to say slugs as in slow moving. We weren't playing hard before, and now we were playing harder. I meant it as a compliment that um, that's what I was trying to say. I've already talked to eight of my players tonight, and they are telling me that they understand. Um, so he gave an emotional apology to his players ahead of the shoot around Thursday morning in Detroit, um, as well too. And uh, he's currently in a fir- he's currently in his first year of a five year contract, um, and he was brought in to essentially develop this young talent. Obviously, they're rebuilding as well too. Still figuring out what they want to do with Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson. Shout out to Tristan Thompson. He's too. doing work, doing he numbers. Was doing work. Someone I feel like a team like Boston should pick him up. They need a big man. Um, Interesting. Yeah, we'll talk about that for another day. I don't really want to talk about Tristan, Tristan to Thompson. the Heat. Tristan to the Heat. Uh, I mean, yeah, they could definitely use some rebounding because Bam Adebayo, um, as great as he is, they kind of struggle with the with the glass. So yeah. 
We'll see. We'll, we'll monitor that as well too. But uh, my whole thing is like, he is an older white male, um, okay. so it's not surprising for him to say that. Um, I feel like he shouldn't have said that as well too. And being that you know we're in the social media era and it's 2020, um, you're things are going to get publicized. And yeah. for that to even leak in the first place, you know that people felt offended. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So um, I think he I think he said thug. Like, There's no way you confuse thug with slug. But it kind of makes sense that he would say slug because one, like I said before, they have been playing bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, I mean... I guess at the end of the day, you kind of have to give him the benefit of the doubt, and you know I'm a forgiving person, so um, I would definitely, I definitely took that with a grain of salt because you know you, you got back in the day. You remember when um, Phil Jackson was saying the posse and yeah, all that with yeah. LeBron James and whatnot. That just kind of stirs things to another extent as well, too. So. Um, I thought he was going to probably get like fired and whatnot or fine or whatever, but um, I guess if his teammates are cool with it, I mean, his uh, his players are cool with it, the coaching staff's cool with it, the organization's cool with it, then you apologize and you move on. But I feel like you're always going to, the players are always going to have in the back of their head, like, yo, like, is this what you view us as? Yeah. So um, that's my little spill on it. How you, how you feel about it? I was interested um, to hear your take on it for a brick. Man, the streets are done. Streets are done. Nah. But, uh, okay, so initially, initially, I saw this, and I was like, dang, bro, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this stuff is alive and well, you know what I'm saying? I saw this, and I was like, bro, like, that's disgusting. That's disgusting. But then, I took a step back. Or I'll, I'll dive deeper into the that's disgusting kind of kind of thing. Yeah. Um, um, You know, just... Just the history of basketball and sports, and anytime like integration happens with anything, it's always oh they're doing stuff in a disrespectful way of the manner, like and the way they do it. It's not you know it's not classy or whatever like that. And when it comes to class, you know you associate a lot of class things with with certain colors. Yeah. You know that's that's where that's in in this country and in, in the climates that we have lived in. Class is associated with one thing, and then the lack of class or disrespect is associated with a different color. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times, the fairer the skin, the the, the classier and the darker it is, the the less classy. And and when people do stuff uh, of the of the darker skin tone, it's like, oh, you know. Granted, we we have the same. If not, I'm not gonna say that. But we 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 can perform the same way, you know, or. You know, they we couldn't dunk in basketball for a time, or like NCAA basketball, right? And it was like, oh, just slap the gas, whatever. Oh, we're not gonna dunk it. You're gonna lay the ball up. You're not gonna dunk it. That you're gonna play classy basketball. And now people live and die for the dunk. You know, mm-hmm. that's all they're doing. They're dunking and shooting threes. So, so anytime you see stuff like that and the way they painted it, it, it strikes a nerve. Oh, this college coach has been coaching players for whatever like that. You know, college you can get away with saying anything yeah. in a lot of ways. You know, because. The, you have the institution behind you. The media is not om- omnipresent like it always is. Yeah. So it was like, damn, he's been doing this for a while. Like he's been calling all these players this, but like, um. And then after that that situation with Rice, the, the Rice coach, where he was like berating his players and stuff like that. Like after after all of that, it's like, damn, this is just another scenario where a coach has been doing his thing for way too long. Now he's trying to do it in the NBA, and this day and age, it's just not gonna pop. 
right? So that, that's all the emotions that I felt when that first came up. Then me being the educated uh, media, media studying and, and, and information kind of, kind of guy that I am, I took a step back. I looked at some stuff, and in retrospect, you gotta like, oh yeah, players. There are a lot of black people on the team. Yes, but but what is? Sorry for cutting you off. I just, I just like, it just like crossed my mind. Like, what does a thug even play like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, If you in the locker room, bro, you you looking at him funny the whole time. Like, yo, f this dude. Like, yeah. You make it makes you not even want to play for him. It makes you. Lose respect for him as well, too. I'm sorry. Keep going. Streets is done. <laughs> keep going. Keep but going. I, I had to really take a step back. because You can't think stuff too seriously because in retrospect, everybody takes things ultra seriously nowadays. Even, even when it comes to approaching people that might be ignorant and might be prejudiced, you can't take them too seriously. We have to understand that they are serious. And if that's contradictory, we'll, we'll talk about it later. Hit my line. Hit my ad. But... Uh, so I'm like, all right, there's white players in the locker room, thugs. I was like, what would it mean to me if I had been in the locker room when he said that? Or if it sounded like a voice slip. But I know like old people, they do stuff like that. They stutter. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. People do it all the time. Oh, we're playing like, now we're not playing. And, he, and he's giving you a compliment too. So he had, he had changed the tide. He's like, oh, look, look, guys, we're doing this well. And he's like, all right, now we're not playing like a bunch of thugs. What, what would it mean to me? Like, I'm sitting beside Kevin Love, and then they have the other kid, too. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sitting beside my white teammates. What, what would that mean to me in retrospect? I would be like, <laughs> I'm looking at Kevin Love. Damn, bro, you calling you a thug. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, me, personally. And I was like, like what, is, what is this? What is it? And I saw a quote to Colin Sexton, and, and, and it could be PR. It could be like, hey, Colin, like, why is Colin the Cavs PR baby, PR child? When Kevin Love was like, see, bro, like, I have love and respect for my teammates, yeah. whatever like that. And then Colin Sexton came out was like, he cuts us slugs all the time. So I know he slipped up. We all, we all knew what he meant, so it was not that big of a deal. So uh, if it's a deeper, darker story, then Colin Sexton is the Cavs' young PR uh, uh, genie in a bottle mm-hmm. that they just say, hey, Colin, we need you to make a statement because, you know, it's looking bad for us right now. Yeah. <laughs> but in the grand scheme of things, should thugs be used in any way when addressing uh, minorities? Please don't, because that's just, that's no. Like we're not going for that. But I understand that if you meant slugs, cool. If you meant thugs, and he was trying, he was trying to apply it to the to the greater, you know, to the whole team, which is white people. There's foreign players on the team too, or something like that. Cool, whatever. In a way, the media blows stuff up all the time. But I I actually believe he meant slugs. What Colin came out and said, cool, whatever, like that. He's an older guy. Um, and, again, he was giving his team a compliment. Why would you berate your team? You have a young team. You can lose a young team just like that, and you're out in, what, two years after they pay you some money. Like The, co- the Cavs are going to go through some coaches, clearly. But uh, I think the media blew, blew that up. Thugs is not how you should address anybody. Definitely a team full of athletic uh, minority men because we've seen all that stuff before. So I think the media ran away with that. Samoa's story is be, <laughs> a, be aware of who you're around and watch what you think before you say stuff as well, too. But like you said, I, the fact that it wasn't a compliment, the fact that Colin Sexton came out and said that, um, I don't think he meant any harm, but you just got to be wary. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's that. 
Next topic I want to talk about <clears throat> is Victor Oladipo. Man, so he is set to return January the 29th um, from a ruptured quad tendon. Um, before before he uh, was hurt, um, basically he was averaging 19.5 and 5. His team is currently sixth in the East right now, 24 and 15. So um, credit to Nate McMillan for having the team um, above 500, um, you know, nine games above 500, and also uh, being the sixth seed, you know, with the East. It's kind of like the West nowadays mm-hmm. from seeds number like two through six or two through seven or whatnot. And, you know, it changes any given day. So uh, shout out to the East, the power teams in the East um, as well, too. But it's just crazy, uh, you know. Victor Oladipo was on Orlando. Um, you know, he was hyped. They were calling him like the next D Wade. He um, he's damn good. Yeah, he ends up getting traded to uh, you know OKC. Puts up pretty solid numbers, but at the end of the day, he never um, you know could help Russ get to where they wanted to be. Yeah. But it was cool because it was a blessing for him. You know, what I'm saying you you always um, you know get better through going through difficulties, going through hardships, um, and lend that fuel you as well, too. So um, it was good that he got a chance to learn from West, learn from Russell Westbrook, learn what it meant to be great on a consistent basis, how to carry yourself on and off the court. Um, and he took that with him, and he, you know, did well his first year in Indiana, ended up, you know, matching up with the Cavs in the first round, LeBron's last year, pushing the seven games um, as well, too. And, you know, from being and going up against LeBron for seven straight games, he learned yeah. a little bit as well, too. I remember when he got eliminated, he, he said, yo, I just hit up my uh, trainer. personal trainer. And he was like, yo, let's get it. <laughs> like, he looks polished, it. though. Yeah. Like, Victor looks very good as a basketball player. His yeah. pace is crazy. His, uh, his, his skill set is inside, outside. He, he jumped with the best of them. I'm not sure how, how great he's going to jump coming off this leg injury. Mm-hmm. But still, like... Victor, he's, he's a damn good guard. He plays what point guard for them, right? Yeah, yeah. Point guard, shoot two guard. So at six three, six, I'm four. excited, man. Obviously, it's a good thing because normally, like with major injuries like this, these players don't come back until like what the last 10, 15 games of yeah. the season, and they're in a good spot right now. So they don't they don't need him to necessarily come in and be the Victor Oladipo of old. So he's gonna definitely. Um, be rusty. Are they in playoff contention right now? They're six. Yeah, no, six and eight. Nice. Six and eight. The nice. other day they were like third. So it kind of really just <laughs> depends on, um, you know, like I said, nightly base as well too. But they don't need him to come in. Go and crazy. Victor Oladipo. Oh, you know, he's going to struggle a lot as well too. Um, conditioning. Just being, yeah, got to get his conditioning up as well. Get a feel for mm-hmm. his new teammates as well. So the fact that he's coming um, in January, I think he's going to be good to go for the playoffs. And, I mean, the way they've been playing, man, I wouldn't – they're, they're going to give any team a run for their money as well, too. It's just going to yeah. come down to who they're going to match up against as well. But, yeah, man, um, they they got some talent, man. Um, I like how they acquired uh, Jeremy Lamb and Malcolm Brogdon. A lot of players are contributing. I was looking at their stats right now, and it's one, two, three, four, five, six. Six players are in double digits, so they have depth. Big time um, forward. Sabonis averaging 18, TJ Warren Averaging 18. Sabonis um, looks tough. Yeah, man. Um, OKC does a good job at, at finding or drafting players as well, too, because he, yeah. he was in that trade as well with Victor Oladipo. So he's doing well. TJ Warren's doing well. Malcolm Brogdon is doing well. Jeremy Lamb's doing well. Uh, Miles Turner is Miles Turner. Um, <laughs> then you have Aaron Holiday, Drew Holiday's little brother as well, too, doing well. And Dougie McDermott getting some buckets as well, too. So 
very well coached. Um, they got that old school vibe, you know, where they're going to compete and everything starts from the defensive end as well, too. So I think it's going to be good. And, I, and I'm excited because we were talking about all these like dynamic duels and whatnot. And, yeah. you know, for years, people used to say who's I think John Wall kind of brought, brought that up um, back in the day. We're the best backcourt with him. And yeah. Bradley, so um, it's going to be exciting to see what him and Malcolm Brogdon can do. Obviously, Malcolm Brogdon is one of the few who've averaged 50, 40, 90 as well, too. And he has a polished game as well, too. So they're going to turn up. Uh, but what are your thoughts on him coming back, man? I'm excited. I've been waiting for Oladipo in a while. Like, again, he's one of my favorite players in the league yeah. from, from a young player's perspective. Um, and what, what's Victor Oladipo? <laughs> like 26, 27, maybe? Mm-hmm. But, uh, nah, Vic, he's my guy. He's like... Humble dude, dude Very sings humble. on the he, side. He can sing. <laughs> he if sings I, on the side. If all like, else fail, he can just be RBRs and tour. He probably writes, bro. He probably gets money from writing. He, he's one of those guys that you'd be like down the road, you'd be like, yeah, I haven't touched my NBA money. And he'd be like, bet, probably haven't, you know? So I'm super excited for Vic to come back. I'm excited more for him a month from now than like right now, you know? Yeah. Him post All Star break, uh, Vic Oladipo getting some legs in, him really understanding or getting a feel for the game a little bit more after this injury. I'm just, I'm excited to see how this team runs because they were top tier in the East. They just don't get any TV time. I know. Unless they were playing LeBron in seven games. Yeah. Or they took LeBron to seven games. Like, I can't stress that enough. They took LeBron to seven games mm-hmm. and he flushed the, the East, everybody else that season except for like what, he went to like six or seven with Boston that year. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I'm excited for this team. For no, sure. Yeah. So, Victor Oladipo, um, you know, it's been a long time coming. I know there's been a lot of up and down days, but you s- it seemed like you kept that same mindset, and all the hard work's finally going to pay off. So rooting for you as well. Exciting to it's going to be exciting to watch you in league pass and all that. And yeah. I was looking at, uh, like you said, they don't really get that much TV time. Uh, the next televised game, I mean, aside from they have NBA TV game. Um, well, actually, he comes back the 29th. So the next televised game will be February the 7th on ESPN against the Raptors. And then February the 12th against the Bucks as well, too. So it's going to be lit. I'm sure you think he's going to – obviously, he's their franchise player. You think he's going to start or you're going to come off the bench? I think he's going to start just off the respect. I think he's going to start but just have a minute restriction, probably play like, what, 15 to 20 minutes and probably not play back-to-backs and then yeah, casually need, ramp it up. Yeah, he needs to get in with the uh, starters just for the – at least, again, for the feel of it mm-hmm. and um, come right out when, once it gets a little bit. And then we'll move to our more efficient lineup until you are the efficient player that you have, have been. Yeah, for sure. So it's going to be interesting. Um, <clears throat> another thing I want to talk about is uh, <laughs> NBA star Steph Curry. Uh, so he's made some headlines this week. NBA um, top recruiter Steph Curry. <laughs> He's a funny guy. So basically, the Warriors played against the Bucks. It was on TV. I didn't watch because the Warriors are the Warriors no more anymore. What do you say? I said why? Oh, why would they you said watch Kawhi. It? I was like, oh no, bro, I don't <laughs> just watch Kawhi that play. Too. Man. I was no. saying, so this is this is living proof. Maybe he, maybe the the Cavs coach did say slugs instead of well, he probably he slipped up. You know, what I'm saying I thought he said Kawhi. You know, it is what it is. Anyways, <laughs> thugs. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. I said I said slugs. I said slugs. 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 <laughs> So basically, um, the Warriors lost um, against the Bucks as well. Too obviously, Steph Curry still trying to, um, you know, heal his hand back up as well too. But after the game was over with, um, let me go on my social media page real quick. So after the game was over with, um, obviously players always exchange words with one another, and apparently we heard the mouthing of Kev- Steph Curry saying. To Giannis, let's do it. Come on, man. 
And it's kind of crazy because months ago, episodes ago, what were we saying? Like, it, I wouldn't be surprised yes. if Giannis doesn't play, well, not doesn't play, if Giannis doesn't re- go to the finals or let's say he gets to the finals and, you know, it's they lose like 4-1 or something like that. If he's not happy and he feels like, you know, we're a small market team, I don't really see you guys bringing in a marquee free agent. Um, and I don't see really, I don't see, yeah, I don't see someone coming to a small market. Then I'm going to rock. He's going to be a free agent when the season's over with. So depending on where they stand, it's not far of a reach for him to potentially want to, you know, change the scenery and go to the Gold State Warriors. And like I said before, Warriors are probably going to get the number one, number two pick, depending on how things go. They got D'Angelo Russell as well, too. They could you know, use that trade and, you know, try to get him um, via sign of trade. So it'll be interesting to see what's going to happen as well, too. But they said, you know, obviously we like to create our own narratives as well, too. And Steph Curry informed Chris Haynes on what he was actually telling Giannis. So <laughs> all he was doing was giving Giannis his gamer tag, Haynes says about Curry, for an online game called PUBG. I don't have an Xbox, but a lot of people love that. It's kind of like Fortnite, I guess. Um, he said he told Giannis, come see me on this game. We could team up and do some damage. Let's do it. Come on. Um, so basically, that's what he was talking about as well, too. Um uh, maybe he was talking about that, and you know, I don't really know, but I'm not surprised if he was actually trying to recruit him as well too, because Draymond was trying to recruit KD, Kyrie was talking to Kevin Durant before they went to the Nets, LeBron um, and D Wade were talking about teaming up together as well too. So, what are your thoughts on all this? Do it, do it. Go ahead. I, you know, you want to. Do it. Yeah. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm playing on the mic. But um I would love to see Giannis on the Warriors. I don't see the Bucks doing anything substantial. I mean, okay. Hater, hater alert. I just I don't maybe they'll come out the east this year. Maybe they'll come up the east. They should but come out the east. They should come up the east, but I don't see it happening because I'm a naysayer. I'm a non-believer. I think Giannis is probably the best player to come out the East with the, probably the best team, but I don't see it happening. That's going to piss them off. And this right here is not going to be, you come on, man, let's do it. It's going to get so loud. It's going to drown everything out in free agency. This is going to be the headline. They're going to be playing this clip over and over and over and over again. And we're like, oh, Steph Curry was tampering. We're going to find whatever like that. But Giannis is going to try and go to the Warriors. They're going to try to force their hand when the Bucks possibly fail. Mm-hmm. Which it looks like it very much could happen. Yeah, I, this is this is a, a whisper. It's gonna get louder and louder and louder until they're just yelling it. And in the dog days of summer, yeah. but you don't remember like when uh, LeBron did the whole press conference. Not one, not two, not three, not like like it's gonna be as loud as that. This this this, this little yo, come on man, let's do it. It's gonna be so loud when Giannis decides, deuces, let me go see what's good, and then the Warriors. You know, the empire strikes back type joint. So, hey, that's how I feel about it. It's one little thing's going to... Man, it's crazy because we we applaud Kawhi Leonard for, um, you know... What am I trying to say? We, we, we applaud Kawhi Leonard for making it even 
I would say, with the yeah. dynamic duo and whatnot. Destroying the gods. Lakers, that would have been OD. But um, <laughs> if he goes to the Buck, I mean, if he goes to the Warriors, like. Streets is done. Streets is done. Kawhi and Luka and LeBron, you can wish your championships aspirations yeah. away. Oh, God. Because if you still keep Draymond, Steph, Clay, and obviously all of them are pretty Clay, I forgot up. about Clay. Oh, oh my God. I forgot about Clay. <laughs> if you keep them, and obviously they're losing right now, so they're building up their young talent. So they're going to have depth next yeah. year. It's going to be very, very spooky, bro. They're going to go back and get Patrick McCall. <laughs> Wherever you go, they win, right? What team is he on now? I don't even know. He's on Toronto, though. Yeah, they ain't winning. They ain't winning. Watch him get traded out of nowhere to the Clippers or something. Bro, like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be the true GOAT, Duh, bro. Like, Yo, Patrick McCall's a GOAT. He's the group project <laughs> GOAT, man. Oh, my gosh. And so what, what, what'd you do? See, uh, you know, I'm going to present. When you present, it's like, all right, well, I know you didn't have a chance to meet, but you're going to present the project? Yeah. You didn't do anything. Right. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. That was all right. Yeah, that's, 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 that is, yo. He's the dude who don't do nothing, but he come through and give you a funny line here or there, and then people are like, all right. Teacher loves it. Teacher loves it. He spoke clearly. Right. Okay, the research looks great. Uh, the, the photos look great. The yeah, groundwork. Yeah, yeah. You guys wrote the whole thing. Who did the presentation? It looks beautiful. Exactly. But, yeah, if he goes there, uh, it's pretty much over. Um, done. Obviously, KD, um, you know, they're able to go to three straight finals with KD um, as well. But I think with Giannis, that's going to be a whole new aspect they didn't get because he <laughs> he's a freight train going down there as well. Yeah. And you got Stephen Clay right there. It's it's a dub, bro. I'm saying, dog. So if it happens, it happens. You know, there's going to be people that hate. There's going to be people that applaud. But, I mean, it is what it is. We've already seen super teams before, and it's – it's going to happen again. It's bound to happen again as well, too. So you can't be mad at the end of the day for a player um, deciding to go to where he wants to go. Yeah. But just from seeing Giannis and his persona, he kind of has like that Damian Lillard type of vibe where you can put whoever around me, and I have it in my mind that I'm going to take you guys to the promised land. But at the same time, it's like insanity. If you keep doing the same thing over and over again, you're, you're, gonna, you're not going to you get know, different results. Yeah, so... It really just depends. I would love to see him go to the Miami Heat. I just feel like from for what he's looking for, if he doesn't find that with the Bucks, I feel like the Heat with him as Jimmy Butler, that young talent, would be amazing. Um, those that's my you know two cents on that. Moving on from that, one of our last topics: um, Kendrick Perkins and Kevin Durant, which has been kind of crazy. So. Um, to sum everything up, obviously, uh, Westbrook returned to OKC. Um, shout out to Westbrook. His tribute video was fire. I loved it. I think Kawhi's a little bit better just because of the technology that they had. But um, yeah. Westbrook returned back to OKC for the first time via trade, um, and they lost 113-92. He dropped 34 points, and, um, you know, he was, he was immortalized, you know what I'm saying, as well, too. So Kendrick Perkins – Former teammate of KD and James Harden and Russell Westbrook was one of the was one of the reasons why they were able to um, make that pursuit and go to the finals and play against the Heat and up losing four one. But uh, it was just crazy, you know. KD is not playing as well too, so he got a lot of time on his hands. Kendrick Perkins is not playing anymore. He got a lot of time on his hands as well too. So 
basically, uh, you know, they had a little bit of beef, a little bit of words exchanged through social media. And he's, so there's a guy named, I guess he's a reporter, Mark uh, Diamico, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they was going back and forth. And then I think he tweeted, um, I think Russ walked right into the door call, second round of the playoffs, three straight times. And then Kendrick Perkins weighs in on it and says, Katie lost in the second round without Russ when I was there. So what does that mean? And so basically he's just trying to defend Russ. Like basically, basically from what I got from that was he's defending Russ, but at the same time he's saying, like, yo, like what do you like you can't go that far without having your counterpieces with you as well, too. Yeah. So I think that's where he's coming off with that. And then Katie decided to chime in. Um, and he said, Yeah, and our starting center, Kendrick Perkins, averaged <laughs> Averaged a whopping two and three during the series. You play hard, though, champ, LOL. So Perkins kind of took the high road, and he said, facts on the averages and facts on the champ part two. When you attack somebody like that, like, you can't really say nothing, yeah. but you're going to feel some type of way because your pride's going to get in the way. Katie responded with an emoji handshake. All right, beef is over with. It's done. Took a little jab at him. And then I guess Kendrick Perkins, you know, probably he came back to the to, to the keyboard. Yeah, he came back to the keyboard. So I'm assuming that people started clowning him on social media. So he got even more mad. Then he went out to say, "Boy, stop! You did the weakest move in NBA history." Three explanation points, not one, not two, but three. Yeah. Um, up on the team, three one in the Western Conference Finals, and then go join them the following season. Heart of a champion, right there. Katie responds with a little slug, a sloss, a yawning. Um, and then Katie says, weak is starting at center and playing real minutes, but no production. I should have worked on your skills as, as much as I did. And Kendrick Perkins said, that's fine. We worked that hard and still had to go to go, still had to go join the 73 and 9 team. Truth be told, you don't even feel like a real champ. You have a hard time sleeping at night, uh-huh. Knowing that you took the coward way out as well, too. So um, the bickering went on. Um, oh, it was nasty. It's, it's kind of nasty. I feel like it didn't have to go to that didn't extent to as well, out. too. But we know Katie's track record with social media. Um, and Kendrick Perkins, just that old school type of guy as well, too. So I understand that as well. But um, at the end of the day, I felt like there was really no need for that because the should've, real... Should have stopped up for the emoji handshake. Yeah, the, yeah should have stopped at the emoji handshake. And why spoil... Russell Westbrook's night, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I think KD felt some type of way. And when you really look at it, when Kendrick Perkins said that Russell Westbrook was a, was the greatest, um, you know, OKC player um, of our generation of all time, mm-hmm. it's what he did off the court. It's what he did on the court. It's the fact that when KD left, he was able to still have this team above 500 in the in the gritty west and still you know manage to um you know be the face of the franchise and still manage to get them to the playoffs each year as well too hard so i mean the dude averaged for three straight years a triple double as well too um and and when you think of okc the first person that comes to mind is this loud you know energized dude russell westbrook as well too so obviously from a skill perspective or standpoint rather KD is the better player. We get that. But when we talk about everything else that it comes with with being that franchise player, that's what he was talking about as well. But what do you think about it? <sighs> Streets done. <laughs> that's your that's your motto this for is, the day. That's the title of the episode sixty nine. <laughs> Streets is done. Mm-hmm. Man, this is sick, bro. Like I just don't understand how people in twenty twenty can't just uplift each other, despite the the noticeable conflicts that people might have with themselves and the wrong words they would have turned. Like, at this point, yes, 
as far as the legacy standpoint, what we talk about forever is, yes, it's always going to be in question when uh, KD went to the Warriors, yada, yada, like that. It's always going to be in question. At the same time, KD is who he is. He is a weapon. He's one of the top five players in the league. Uh, he's probably the best scorer in the league. All that said and done, there is no need to bring this up on Russell Westbrook's night. And I would go further and say maybe Kendrick Perkins could have known – could it should have known that mentioning KD is like saying Beetlejuice, 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 and KD's gonna fucking pop up in your mentions. <laughs> oh God, dog! You can't talk about KD online and him not pop up in your mentions. Come on, dog! Yo, money, Someone need to make a little graphic, yo. I, I might have to reach out to my graphic designer and just make a little skit: Beetlejuice, 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 and he just. <laughs> Uh, you can't, you can't do that. That's who he is. That's who he is. And you understand them. You can you can be friends with people and you know that they have these tendencies. Cool, whatever, keep it moving. Kendrick Perkins, he poked the, 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 the sleeping Twitter bear. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like he did. Like you know, you can't do that. And I know he wasn't, he didn't mean any disrespect. He just was comparing two iconic players to the franchise. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That left the franchise. And he was like, yo, defend and rush about it. But then out of thin air, my man's comes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Clips loaded, drops some facts too. Because if anything, KD has facts for you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't like And he has hurtful facts because KD goes for the jugular when he's, when he, whenever he goes for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's like, why would I wear a vest when I aim for the head? You know, yeah. when you aim for the head, you know, shout out Drizzy. But um, yeah, dog, like KD's going to come and he's going to be in some beef over via. Typing things with KD, he's gonna try to kill you. And came for Kendrick, uh, Kendrick Perkins' livelihood is, yeah, bro. <laughs> like we watching Kendrick, we watching clips of uh, the, uh Kendrick Perkins. He has some really, he has some stacking the fool with Kendrick Perkins. He has some tough, some bad stuff. But sorry, granted, he was he was a, he was a piece in. <laughs> I can't keep watching this with you. Kendrick Perkins was a piece. In a great team that year. Super, super influential to it. Who knows? Uh, you know, he probably played defense, all that good stuff. Uh, all in all, the beef was unnecessary. Uh, <laughs> we having too much fun, bro. We better get the fuck out of here. I'm going to cut, <laughs> cut it off, yo. Yo, Kendrick Perkins tries to reverse dunk, right? Goes baseline, misses the rim completely, throws oh, the ball out of bounds to the other team. Oh, shit. Bro. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Nah, no, nah, that's all I had to say about it, bro. I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. These kings should not be beefing. I'm done. The whole narrative of KD going and being a sellout and can't sleep at night, that's done and played out, dude. Like, he, oh, we already shit. know how he's about to react to it. We already know what it is. This is episode 69. Yo, I'm <laughs> Of the season show. Oh, okay. <laughs> Get okay. yourself together. <laughs> All right, so this is episode sixty nine. Last last topic we'll talk about is um, <laughs> it's not really a topic. Just bring up some mentions. NBA All Star voting part two came out um, right now, and we how we said uh, Luke was leading the way 
Well, I think LeBron, you know, DM'd a couple of his people. Um, you know how Instagram, they got the close friends and only they can see it. So yeah. he probably reached out to like 30 people and was like, yo, vote for me, please, for All-Star. I'm trying to be the captain again. <laughs> LeBron's leading the way right now with 3.3 million um, <clears throat> votes right now. And then Luka um, has 3.2 um, for the guards as well, too. Obviously, Giannis is Giannis as well. Yeah. Um, and then every it's after that, it's pretty much... Fair game, honestly. Uh, Anthony Davis kind of spiked up as well. He has three million votes as well, too. But I encourage you guys to definitely go vote. Um, you know, we've still got a couple of days left as well, too. Um, so I made my uh, – well, I voted as well, too. Okay. And I picked – I'll show you. So for the East, I picked Bradley Beal for the <laughs> – Kendrick Perkins, Giants, nigga. Good. Why is he so bad? <laughs> I'm sorry. We gotta, we gotta finish this. Oh yeah, we cut it off. <laughs> All right. So for my votes, <laughs> All right. We're gonna finish this episode, y'all. Yo, man. All right. Y'all let so, us know how geek y'all were about so us laughing for, in the comments, please. For my backcourt, um, I have Bradley Beal. Uh, just because, um, you know, the amount of talent that's around him and him still, you know, putting up his numbers, he's you know, trying to do that. Um, then I had Kyle Lowry. A lot of people were like, yo, why you pick Kyle Lowry over Kemba Walker? I pick their, their stats are pretty much the same. And obviously the Boston Celtics have a better record, but I picked Kyle Lowry because Pascal Siakam and um, what's his name? And Norman Powell had been out for damn near a month and mm-hmm. he was still able to keep that team afloat. Um, it's had some pretty good games as well, too, with the pieces that are around him. I just feel like with Kemba Walker, he obviously he's great. I made two different ones. I voted for Kemba and for the other one as well, too. But obviously with Kemba, you still got Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, um, and then you also have Gordon Hay where you got like three all-star level players as well, too. So that's why I picked him as well. And then <clears throat> I had uh, Giannis, Pascal, Jimmy Butler, I feel like you can't really argue against that. A lot of people um, got on me as well, too, at, at the fact that I didn't put Joel Embiid. I just felt like Joel Embiid wasn't playing up. To, he's not playing up to, um, you know, his level of uh, expertise. And then, obviously, you can't go wrong with the West. <clears throat> James Harden, Luka in the backcourt. Then you got Kawhi Leonard, uh, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James as well, too. But, ladies and gentlemen... This is the official conclusion of episode 69 of The Caesar Show. Make sure to subscribe on all forms of social media at The Caesar Show and Sir Caesars and at TradedXXIV. I hope you guys have a good one. <laughs>